Welcome to the Block Demon Podcast, where we today will discuss the highly anticipated Chappella hard fork on Ethereum. Today, we have two experts from Block Demon and Metrica to answer some of the most compelling questions about Chappella. Joining us today is Torin Green, Blockchain Analytics Engineer from Metrica, and Freddie Zwanzger, Ethereum Ecosystem Lead here at Block Demon. And we will discuss how this Ethereum upgrade impacts staking, withdrawals, and the resources both Metrica and Block Demon have developed for the community. Um, so, Torin, Kicking off with yourself, what is the Chappella hard fork and why is it significant for Ethereum stakers? Hi there, yeah. Cheers. Um, so the Chappella hard fork is, well, it's the name, the combined name of the execution layer and consensus layer hard forks, Shanghai and Capella, respectively. And the main development that this introduces introduces is the ability for Ethereum stakers to withdraw their stake teeth for the first time. So this is different from being able to exit they've always been able to exit but so far after exiting or being slashed they sort of laid in a dormant state where they aren't able to withdraw their uh, eth and chapella completes this validator life cycle and enables all of these exited and slash validators to receive their remaining funds and for active validators to start receiving partial withdrawals um it also enables them to set withdrawal addresses if they haven't done so already uh, it was there was originally quite a lot of fud online and on Twitter. Um, I was reading an article this morning of a similar theme about how this unlocks a lot of liquidity um, and how like the early stakers uh, are going to want to take profits now. The price of ETH is up two hundred percent since they first locked up their ETH. But I think that it's, uh, the general consensus has moved away from this a bit now. Um, they uh, people appreciate that the if these early adopters were locking their ETH up for an undetermined length of time, they're not likely going to be selling at the first opportunity that they can. Uh, and from what we've seen, the demand for uh, validating and staking ETH on Ethereum has never been higher. Uh, and, and if anything, Chappella will encourage more institutions to get into staking now that they know that there is a way that they can withdraw and uh, it's not just a one-way deal. Great stuff, Torin. And Freddie, when will the Chappella hard fork happen and how can stakers prepare for it? Right. So the good news is that unlike the merge, we're going to have now, due to the proof of stake, uh, fixed block times. We have a, an exact date, actually. So it's going to be April 12th at around uh, 10.30 UTC. I think it's like 10.27 UTC or something like that. So really, like if you've uh, been sort of following the merge, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and and having to wait and and reschedule, you know the the timing of the exact fork happening. You don't need to do that this time. So that that's the good news. And April 12, uh, 1027 UTC is the time where it's going to hit. Um, the good news is that basically um, stakers don't need to do anything. Um, uh, particularly not uh, block demon customers because we're all already on the on the correct ETH one credentials basically. Um, this would be a requirement to receive your rewards, um, but really the, the rewards are being pushed out um, automatically by the, by the protocol. Um, so that's, you know, basically the only thing left to do basically for stakers is just to, you know, follow along if they, if they choose to. I, it should be really a non-event, like uh, the merge was much more complex and, and carried higher risk. This should be fairly normal uh, as, as any other fork so but uh, yeah obviously 
monitoring the the fork if you're keen to do so is is uh, a good thing and uh thanks to metrica we do have a great dashboard also to to follow that along absolutely and freddie as a follow-up to that question what will change for ethereum stakers after the Chappella hard fork right so like Torin alluded to um it enables withdrawals and withdrawals really is a a technical protocol terms and it means two very different things number one is you the accumulated protocol rewards so all the rewards that that come from the protocol newly issued eth have been accumulated on the validator address since when people started um staking so that might be up to two years um roughly so this um, pushing out of rewards from the validator to the withdrawal address, that's the what's called partial withdrawals. And then the other part is the full withdrawals, which is uh, exiting a validator, like uh, Torin alluded to. If you want to quit staking or need to reshuffle your setup or want to come join block team <laughs> for staking, you can uh, exit and then um, restake um, with uh, a new validator. So um, those are the two types of withdrawals that are enabled with the fork. Now, it's also important to know that there's no gas needed for those withdrawals, neither for receiving your rewards nor um, for exiting your validator. So that's, that's also great, but it also means that if you wanna follow along, you cannot rely on uh, regular transaction monitoring. If you're if you're looking at transactions to explain changes in your balance on your withdrawal address, there will not be a transaction. You can obviously there will be a record on the blockchain in the block header. That's where you can track all uh, withdrawals and any amount that is transferred, basically. But it's not a not a regular transaction, which has the the nice benefit of not needing any gas. Um, what, what everyone is wondering is like, is that going to mean that the percentage of staked ETH is going to go up or down and, and no one really knows. Uh, we're pretty certain that there's going to be a lot of reshuffling of validators, uh, just after Shapala. So there's likely going to be, uh, exit and activation queues as well. So people exit their, uh, validators and then maybe, uh, join a different operator or liquid staking protocol or whatever. So there's probably going to be some some queues uh, forming up uh, around that, but generally we are optimistic and like Torin said, particularly on the institutional space, a lot of uh, entities were held back in staking because of the unsure, you know, exiting timeline uh, and their, let's say, regulations would prevent them from engaging in staking. So with that obstacle now finally removed, uh, we do think that it's. Generally, we like to see an uptrend. Um, so that, that's that's good news. And starting with yourself, Taran, and then moving on to Freddie, how can users monitor withdrawal data on chain, and what dashboards have Metrica and Blockdaemon developed to help support the community? Yes. So as as Freddie mentioned, it's not going to be um, a transaction on chain. Uh, that you can just monitor in the normal way. It's uh, all included in block headers on the consensus layer and in the beacon chain. So at Metrica, we have been trying to collate this data uh, into a dashboard, which I can share now. Um, so this is our withdrawals over, uh, overview dashboard. This one is focused specifically on withdrawals uh, being brought in with Chappella. Uh, it starts with this uh, tool at the uh, top for validators to 
enter their public key and it will either tell them what their withdrawal address is if they've set it or tell them that they need to set it show some information about their stake and uh, what they've uh, how much they've with their withdrawal address has received recently and how long it's been since their withdrawal address received a withdrawal then just some general network uh, statistics uh, this is a relevant one this is about the number the percentage of validators that have their credentials set meaning that they will they will be able to receive rewards we expect this to this is you've never been able to change your withdrawal credentials until Chappella. so uh this number um is only from validators who set their withdrawal address when creating the validator so it'll be interesting to see this increase um we visualize historically the uh, activation and executes in these heat maps. So you can see that recently there was a large amount of activations, but no exits um, in the past time frame. Um, and then a breakdown of this from why they're like joining the activation or executes. That this is an interesting one, as um, as Freddie mentioned earlier, the uh, when. Ethereum was proof of work. All rewards were uh, given to uh, to the miners on the execution layer, which meant that it was immediately able to be sold. But since the merge, all rewards have been locked into the consensus layer, and uh, this means that the circulating supply of ETH on the execution layer has had no mechanism of increasing. And this will be the first time that it's possible. So this is why we see the circulating ETH supply just decrease because um, we take into account the ETH that's been burnt from transaction fees and the ETH that's being deposited into uh, the uh, the deposit contract for uh, validators that are activating. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see this for the first time potentially uh, increase and see an increase in the circulating supply. Uh, this chart, when credential changes are enabled, will will show them and visualize them and uh, this is quite an interesting one it shows uh, the distribution of eth on the um uh, on the consensus layer this blue band here are all validators that have fully exited uh and are waiting for chapella so this blue band will all be withdrawn completely uh assuming that they've set their uh, withdrawal credentials uh, a nice simple chart just showing how the active stake and active validators changes We'll track the obviously the withdrawals and the size of the withdrawals that we're seeing, the number of withdrawals per block, and then also the uh, largest withdrawers, which withdrawal addresses are receiving the most withdrawals. And so that's our uh, withdrawal-specific uh, dashboard. We also have uh, recently launched this network upgrade dashboard, which uh, is currently tracking uh, the next upgrade being Chappella. So we have a countdown. Um, we see the test networks uh, that it's been launched on. See, we're just waiting for mainnet now. Uh, and it also tracks the readiness of all of the client teams and the versions that are ready for the mainnet upgrade. And we're um, calling the network to get an idea of what uh, the percentage readiness is of nodes on the network ready uh, for this upgrade. Uh, and then just it includes some uh, more general uh, statistics for the network because it'll be interesting to monitor this to see if the health of the network uh, maintains stability uh, after the hard fork, um, making sure that enough validators have, uh, and node operators have updated their clients so that they can continue on the correct fork and continue attesting and proposing blocks. Yeah.
Great stuff. And Freddie, would you like to touch on the block daemon's uh, specific dashboard to help support the Ethereum community as well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to reiterate uh, on Torrent. So the network monitoring, the network update dashboard, that's that can be used for any fork, basically, also in the future, uh, obviously. Uh, while the withdrawal dashboard is specific to, you know, the Shanghai, Chapella, Capella, uh, whatever you name it, um, upgrade and, and allows you to, to watch uh, some of those things that we've discussed before. And one of the most frequently asked questions that, that we receive from our customers is actually how long does it take to exit? And uh, so I'm going to share my screen here um, and show the dashboard that is the Ethereum validator queue tracker, which we developed uh, in conjunction with Metrica. Um, and it allows you uh, to track both the activation queue and the exit queue, uh, both for the girly testnet. If you're right now testing it, you can actually see that there's some people exiting the validators uh, already on, on girly in preparation uh, for their processes, and obviously on Ethereum mainnet. Now, there's no activation queue at this point. Uh, and we have here on the exit queue, because right now there is no exit queue, obviously, before Chapella, we also show the countdown. And this data refreshes every hour. Um, so you yeah, have an almost real-time view on the queue length. And like I alluded to earlier, we do expect um, quite a lot of action in those in those queue. Um, no one knows for sure how long it takes or you know if people would update their credentials first, which would take a couple of days uh, likely before they could exit or receive rewards. So there's a, a number of uh, different variables in this. Um, so this is the, the, the core data table that we have here right on top. Uh, uh, below, we have additional resources. Um, those dashboards that Torin just showed us. Uh, we also have a Chapella FAQ for stakers, uh, quite extensive. And here we also have a visualization of the process for activating a validator, receiving protocols, rewards, and exiting validators. And you see here the, the purple first one here, that's the exit queue, depending on demand on, on activation, there's a similar process for the activation queue. And this is really what the table above helps you to, to quantify. The rest is pretty clear on how long it takes. So that's why we decided to, to build this community resource uh, to make it, you know, easier for people to see um, how long it actually takes uh, during during the Chapella fork, and then there's some additional resources down here. Um, yeah, and we're looking forward to uh, sharing this with the community, and uh, hope to get this, uh, you know, used a lot and provide a lot of value. Absolutely, and for yourself, Taran, what is the process of a? Excuse me. What is the process of receiving accumulated rewards from staking after the Chapella hard fork? Yeah, so uh, I think it's worth clarifying to start with that people uh, often refer to it as a withdrawals queue, but it's less of a queue like the activation and exit queues. It's uh, also referred to as a sweep. But uh, to make clear, it's it's a, a looping process rather than a back and forth sweep. It goes, it starts at the validator with index zero and uh, assesses whether the validator is eligible to receive uh, rewards. Um, so it will check, does it have withdrawal credentials set? If it doesn't, it skips to the next validator. Uh, if it does, it then checks if the validator is fully exited. And if it is, it will then process a full withdrawal. If it isn't, it then checks if the validator's balance is in excess of 32 ETH. And if it is, it then um, uh, processes a partial withdrawal of that balance in excess of 32 ETH. Uh, if it's 
under 32 ETH, then the validator is skipped. Um, it's worth noting that there can only be 16 withdrawals per block, and a the sweep can only check 16,000 or so validators uh, per block. So either the sweep will find 16 eligible validators uh, for withdrawals, include them, and move on uh, to the next block can then start from where the last one left off or it won't find 16 and it will search through 16,000 validators so this will happen at the start because the first 100,000 or so validators uh, all have type 0 credentials meaning that they're not set and not eligible for withdrawals so the first few blocks uh, will likely skip these um so the it if you if one wants to calculate the time that this suite takes it can be quite tricky because there's a lot of um different uh, factors that affect it so for example like the total number of validators in the set the uh, number that have set their withdrawal address credentials the number whose balance is in excess of 32 ETH, the number that have fully exited so there's a lot of moving parts and at the moment it looks like it'll probably take just over two days to complete um a sweep but again as more validators activate or more change and set their withdrawal credentials this could increase and freddie how does block daemon enable withdrawals and facilitate auto compounding of rewards for users right um so again we'd have to differentiate between the partial withdrawals which is about the receiving your rewards and your you know fully exiting a validator with regards to receiving the rewards, uh, likely, uh, luckily the protocol is taking care of all of that. So um, we don't need to do anything and the user and customer doesn't have to do anything. They will just uh, appear on the withdrawal address uh, like Torin alluded to, you know, this sweep. Uh, there's no queue on that part. Uh, so it's just a sweep which takes anywhere between like two and four to five days, uh, depending on your position and the credentials, etc. So we don't need to do anything. For exiting a validator, we actually created uh, a dedicated API endpoint in our staking API, which not only serves ETH, but also other networks. So, um, and using that endpoint, uh, our customers can exit uh, their validators um, and then enter you know, the process of the queue, the protocol delay, and the, the sweep, um, which we cannot influence. So we're prepared for Chapella, uh, and also we're happy to assist any customers um, that stake with us um, if they don't want to use the API, obviously. And the, the one thing that you alluded to with regards to auto-compounding, so unfortunately, unlike other protocols, Ethereum does not natively support auto-compounding, and that's due to the reason that you have this 32 ETH per validator limit, basically, and it's like a real proof of stake rather than delegated proof of stake. Um, so those rewards will be pushed out to your withdrawal address, but you would have to initiate um, a restaking once you get 32 uh, ETH together, and then you know you can restake them in launching a new validator. So it's a bit of a cumbersome process, and uh, Blockdaemon is uh, will work towards making this easier, and and basically would offer a let's call it a semi-automation of the compounding because the user obviously still has to confirm the action and sign the transaction to to create the new validator what we also do offer already is the liquid staking protocol like you alluded to that we uh, developed um, with b2c2 for example as a as a big liquidity provider 
uh, and Amdex, for example, uh, I did a, a podcast, I think, with you, uh, with them. Um, so that allows you actually to, to benefit from auto compounding straight away. Um, also offers some uh, benefits, obviously, with uh, regards to, to exiting quickly and having a receipt token that you can you know, keep in your books or do other things with it. So that, that's a whole other story. That's not directly related with Chapella. But that liquid staking protocols, also the other retail focused um, liquid staking protocols like Lido, Rocket Pool, et cetera, they basically have the auto compounding uh, built into their system. Um, so that, that's uh, independent from Chapella, though. And as we wrap up here today, Taran, give us an idea of the unbounding time for staked ETH after the Chapella hard fork and how will this unbounding time impact stakers? Yeah, so uh, the unbounding time, again, uh, depends on a few different things. Uh, the if Once a validator exits, they are then allocated an exit epoch and a withdrawable epoch. And that uh, is at least four epochs from the current one, um, but could be significantly more if the exit queue is long, which is why it's important to monitor in things in resources like the website that Block Demon and Metrica are providing. Um, the withdrawable epoch will then be a further 256 epochs after that exit epoch. So uh, the time can be uh, quite variable depending on how much demand there is for exiting. Uh, and then once it's reached its withdrawable epoch, it then still has to wait for that withdrawal sweep to reach it. Uh, so it depends where the sweep is in, in its loop, um, how soon that will be. So it can be quite hard to estimate. Um, the, the validators, um, should be aware that whilst they're waiting to exit and they're in this queue, they need to continue, uh, to do their duties. It's only once they've reached their exit epoch that they can stop. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they need to bear that in mind. Um, and yeah, it'll be in their best interest to just watch the exit queue, um, before they voluntary exit to get an idea of what to expect and how long they can wait until they're able to cease their duties and receive their uh, stake. Just to add to that maybe, so like, like Taran said, there's many variables at play. So that makes it a little bit hard. There's like not one time that you can specify uh, an amount of days or something, but generally if there's no exit queue, you can be reasonably sure to receive you know the unbonding within a week that's sort of you know the kind of guidance that that we give like i said probably with the chapella fork there will be uh, some queuing so it might take you know a couple of days or even weeks more than that um but so that, that's that's where that exit and activation queue monitoring comes in that's the most um variable part of of this um of this process basically uh, and that's why we also did the math because there's also depending on the amount of validators, you know, the capacity of the exit queue uh, increases or decreases. So we actually did the math and and give the you know a human readable timeline uh, for the queue, which again is not, is only one step of the exit process, um, but uh, it should you know significantly help getting an estimate because once you're out of the exit queue, it's really just you know anywhere between like say two and five days uh, to add on top of that. Great stuff, Freddie. Thank you for the additional context there. And, and thank you both for your valuable and interesting insights today. For everyone listening, I encourage you to visit the resources explained by Freddie and Torn, which will be listed in the show notes today. 
And um, for anything else, please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at BlockDamonHQ for all updates around Chappella and all things blockchain and Web3. But until next time, thank you, Freddie. Thank you, Taran. And uh, hope you have a great day. Thanks.